0: Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. It's Friday, June 4th, 2021. We're brought to you by the great people at Wolfie's and Geist. Wonderful food, wonderful drinks. The beer garden's going to be open tonight. It's an absolutely beautiful day. Get out, have a couple of beers, drink responsibly, and be human beings to each other. Treat each other well, would you? Hey, hit subscribe, hit like, ring the bell. Let's talk about sports on this utterly gorgeous Friday. I want to talk about the Indianapolis Colts. And the nine guys who are going to make a difference for this team, either positively or negatively, for the Colts. The ninth most important player, the guy who can snatch victory out of the jaws of defeat or the opposite, is Rigoberto Sanchez, the punter for the Colts. Rigoberto has a faculty for pinning opponents back inside their five-yard line. That's not just him, but it's that coverage unit, too. Uh, George Odom absolutely spectacular in that role but if you can flip the field and you can take midfield and turn it into inside their own five as they begin to drive you give your defense a hell of a shot at keeping that offense from scoring points and if you do that enough you're going to win football games if you win enough possessions because of special teams you got a really good chance to win games that would otherwise hang in the balance and that is the kind of team that the Colts are going to be. The Colts aren't going to be the 85 Bears or the 2000 Ravens or an utterly dominant football team. They're going to have to win games the old-fashioned way, all right, with special teams, with making one more play than their opponent and that's where Rigoberto Sanchez comes into play. Rigoberto Sanchez, one of the best in the business at doing what he does. The eighth most important point of differentiation, for these Colts, Michael Pittman Jr. Michael Pittman last year, 40 catches for around 500 yards. He's gonna have to double those numbers, plain and simple. He's gonna have to come down with 80 passes from Carson Wentz, and he's gonna have to amass a thousand plus yards for this receiving core to be as dynamic as they need to be. When Pro Football Focus and others describe the receiving core for the Indianapolis Colts, what do they say? Capable, right? Well, we know what capable means. Capable means you're not worried about it. They just are who they are. They're not bad. They're not good. They were ranked by Pro Football Focus as the 24th best unit in uh, the NFL. This is a group that needs somebody to stand out, somebody like an A.J. Brown, right? And Michael Pittman Jr. is the guy who can do that for the Colts. Again, got to double his numbers. Only one touchdown last year. Got to improve on that. Got to be a guy who comes down with the ball, run him to the corner, Have him go high point the ball and figure out how to come down with it, get his two feet in, and score touchdowns. I think that Michael Pittman Jr. can do that a bunch this year. You know, when you talk about receivers and you talk about them being capable, you know what they're saying. They're saying that the quarterback was capable and not dynamic, and that's Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers, not dynamic, but not a guy who's going to beat you either, not a guy who's going to make a lot of mistakes. However, he's not a guy who's going to win you a bunch of games just through his, again, I'm going to use this word, dynamism. All right, Michael Pittman Jr. is going to benefit greatly from Carson Wentz being the quarterback of this team. And you can bet we're going to be talking about Carson Wentz in a few moments. The number six, or number seven, most important point of differentiation is Pay. Quiddy Pay has got to put pressure on opposing quarterbacks because if he doesn't, who is going to? You need an edge rush guy who can win one-on-one battles and turn the clock inside a quarterback's head forward a little bit, make it move a little bit too fast, make that quarterback uncomfortable. This is where turnovers come from. That's why an edge rush guy, a dynamic edge rush guy is really really important and that's why the Colts took Quitty Pay 21st overall in the 2021 draft. Quitty Pay has a lot of weight on his shoulders this rookie season. We're going to see if he's up to the challenge. He has Who's it going to be if not him? Kamoko Ture, Ben Banigou, Al-Qadim Mohamed, maybe. Maybe al Qadin Muhammad is a guy who can get to the quarterback. But somewhere, somehow, Taequann Lewis, the Colts are going to have to figure out how to generate sacks and then generate bad decisions by quarterbacks. Pay is at the head of that list of guys. We'll see about Hurricane Dio. I, I don't know at what point he's going to be able to play, but he could be a difference maker as well. Number six is Jonathan Taylor. Over the last six games last year, not including the playoff game, he wasn't bad in the playoff game, but over the last six games of the regular season, 119 carries, 741 yards. prorated over a 17-game regular season, that is 337 carries and 2,100 yards. That's too many carries, and that's too many yards for one guy. You want Jonathan Taylor to be a guy who plays beyond his rookie contract. And if that's going to happen, you can't run in 337 yards. And that's why it's really important for Jonathan Taylor and, frankly, Jonathan Taylor's agent that Marlon Mack is healthy for a significant portion of the 2021 season. If Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor are a two-headed monster, the Colts' running game has a chance to be really, really, really good. Jonathan Taylor is terrific after first contact. Marlon Mack is terrific at avoiding first contact, and then you've got Naheem Hines as a gadget guy, you've got Jordan Wilkins as somebody who can come in, give a little bit of a breather to the other guys, and bust one every now and again. This running game has got to be good, because the passing game, you look at it and you try to figure out how that is going to generate offense by itself, and it's kind of hard to get there from here. Jonathan Taylor, really, really important, but they've got to make sure that his carry level is more like it was, I think it was about 223 yards, or 223 carries this past year. You can't get it into the 337 range, or, or you really run a risk of shortening this very, very special football player's career. Although it'd be nice to see him carry 337 times for 2,100 yards. That'd be a lot of fun. I, I think Colts fans would enjoy it, but they would enjoy it for a brief amount of time, because this hit in the 19, late 1970s, and Jonathan Taylor is not Walter Payton. The number five, most important point of differentiation player for the Colts is Julian Blackman. Julian Blackman has got to cause problems for opposing offenses. He has got to, when Quiddy Pay puts pressure on opposing quarterbacks, Julian Blackman has to read the eyes of the quarterback, go to where the ball is being delivered, and go get that ball. You have got to create turnovers, and again, if not Julian Blackman, who? is going to be able to do that for the Indianapolis Colts. Kari Willis, eh, not so much. Rocky seen no. Xavier Rhodes, maybe, a little bit. Uh, Carey, maybe, a little bit. And I think that Isaiah Rogers could be a guy, a real dark horse. We talked about it this morning. As you look at starting cornerback candidates, I'm not sure it wouldn't be real smart money to put that money on Isaiah Rogers. Uh, number four, the, mo- the fourth most... Important point of differentiation for the Colts Rodrigo Blankenship. We saw what happened in the playoffs. All right, he missed a field goal attempt, the Colts lost by three. He makes that, it's a different game. If you are going to make, if you're going to win by a narrow margin, right, and it's going to be one play this way or one play that way, a field goal many times is going to be the result of one of those plays, whether it's a turnover defensively. Or, you know what, the offense moves it to the 30 instead of getting stopped at midfield. Blankenship has got to be able to convert, or the Colts are going to lose some games. And I'm assuming that Blankenship gets the job. It might be Eddie Piniero, who last kicked for the Chicago Bears. Ex-Bears ex kickers. I, I'm not feeling good about it. I'm not feeling about, good about current Bears kickers. Unless it's uh, uh, Robbie Gould or Mac Percival. We can go back to Mac Percival or Miro rotor. I'll take Miro rotor, right? X bears kickers for 1,000, Alex. Miro Rotor. All right. Um, Blankenship has to get away from the doinks. He hit 32 of 37 field goal attempts last year. Four of those misses went off either a crossbar or the upright. Can't have that this year. I don't need the guy to make all of them, but he's got to make the biggies. Uh, The third most important point of differentiation is Eric Fisher. And, and here's why it's Eric Fisher, and he's got to be healthy week one. Because the chasm between him as a starting left tackle and his backup, Sam Tevy, is huge. Eric Fisher is a Pro Bowl guy. Sam Tevy is not. You need Eric Fisher. If this is going to be a really good offense, you're going to need a left tackle who can win battles one-on-one so you don't have to commit a tight end or a running back to help as you're going to have to do with Tevi. You won't have to do it with Fisher. Hopefully, that Achilles heals, rehabs, and boom, he's in week one. Because if he's not, things are going to be a little bit screwy early for the Colts. And that run of first five games for the Colts, really, really tough. And you've got to have, got to have all hands on deck for that five if you're going to go even two and three. I think from two and three, there's a path to 11 and six. From one and four or 0 oh and five, ooh. No pads, no good pads, bad paths at that point. Number two, the mo- second most important guy on this roster is DeForest Buckner. That three technique is so important for this defense. They gave up a first-round pick, right? They signed him to a long extension. And last year, DeForest Buckner really paid off. He was terrific in that role last year. Now, you put him in there this year, and you surround him with guys who can get to the quarterback, and Grover Stewart takes another jump forward, and you got a defensive line that is going to have to be reckoned with by opposing offenses. Really, really important that DeForest Buckner stays on the field, and from a leadership position, it's important to have Buckner around because DeForest Buckner is a, an A-plus human being. Great character, great leadership, a guy who's got his head on straight, as do so many Indianapolis Colts. We'll see about Buckner and what he can be for this team. And then the number one most important guy in this team, I mean, everybody knows this. There's no drama in naming this guy, and it's Carson Wentz. You know, Carson Wentz, number one, has to be an upgrade over Phillip Rivers, but number two, the level of upgrade he is over the backup quarterback, Jacob Eason, who plays behind him, it's incalculable. It's virtually infinite. We have never seen Jacob Eason take a live snap because he's never taken a live snap. As, as an NFL player. Last year, there was no preseason, and Eason was not active for any of the regular season or the postseason games. Never got in, never took a snap. They like the progress that he's made, but that doesn't mean that he's ready if Carson Wentz goes down, that Jacob Eason is ready to lead this team. Maybe he is. He, he's got great arm talent. Really, really good arm. Not great feet. You know, he's not going to go get first downs with his feet. But he throws it in a tight window with velocities. really, really good at that. Is he good enough to, if Carson Wentz goes down for three weeks, is he good enough to get you two wins in those three games? I don't know. With that running game, maybe they can. But Carson Wentz, he needs to be the guy that didn't last year. You know, last year he threw 15 interceptions. He was sacked 50 times for the Eagles. And what a lot of people tell you is it's because of the offensive line, getting dinged up uh, the Eagles' O-line, and the receivers, not worthy weapons. You know what? Those people better be right because if Eagles fans are right and they look at Carson Wentz and they say it was Carson Wentz's fault, if it's Carson Wentz's fault, he's going to cost people jobs. If he can't play better than he played in 2020 for Frank Reich and Chris Ballard gave up a 3 and a 1, for him, there's no way you keep your job through that. It sets a franchise back five years. You've lost a first-round draft pick. You're going to be up against a, a cap number that just sucks for you, around $25 million a year. Carson Wentz has got to be the Carson Wentz he was in 18 and 19. Not necessarily what he was in 17, but he's got to be the guy he was in 18 and 19, or people are going to get fired over it. And the Colts are not going to have the kind of season that they would otherwise have those are the top 9 guys for this Indianapolis Colts team. The the point of differentiation, the top 9 points of differentiation for this team looking ahead to 2021. I think that these guys are going to get it done. I think they're going to win 11 or 12 games. 11 and 6, 12 and 5 despite a really really tough schedule. I like this team. I like the way they're constructed. I like the defense minus the cornerbacks. I like the offense. Minus a couple of, I mean, receivers, Zach Pascal's good. They got a lot of good. They don't have much great at that spot. But when you pay offensive linemen, the kind of jack that Chris Ballard's paying these offensive linemen, you're not going to have enough money to pay everybody top dollar. Have elite talent everywhere. It just doesn't happen. Hey, have a great weekend. If you're out here tonight, Wolfie guys, look for me. I'll buy you a beer. For goodness sake, I don't know when I'm coming or when I'm leaving, frankly. But uh, hopefully it's early enough and late enough that I can uh, that I can uh, you know pop for a uh, pop for a cocktail or a beer as you're here a little bit later on tonight. We'll talk to you Monday morning, breakfast with Kent, bright and early, eight o'clock on Facebook and on uh, YouTube and wherever you consume this. It'll post uh, before nine o'clock and we record at about eight and and do it live at about eight. Can't wait to talk to you then. Beautiful day. Have a great weekend, would you?